You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. On today's episode of The Salisha Show. People always told me there's never a good time to have a baby. And I guess I see what they mean now, but I'm still really glad that I waited as long as I did. I feel like emotionally I'm healthier. My neighbors are like, you're so calm to have a newborn. Mm. I feel like all the productivity things that I was talking about, has really helped me in this newborn stage, just have boundaries. And I've still been able to write. I've still been able to run my business. I took some time for maternity leave, but the things that served me just like as a multi-hyphenate artist are serving me in the same way as a new mom. And there's just not that much to figure out because I already have boundaries in place. I already have what I need to do to focus in place. And I prioritize that. The L to the Isha. Some call me Sally, others call me Sisha. If you don't like it, I'm gonna have to beat ya. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, y'all. Y'all, y'all, Y and double L. I bet you all thought that Salisha couldn't spell, but now you know, and I got to go. Hey, it's time for the Salisha show. <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. And you guys, my heart is giddy. I saw my friend in the cafe the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh. So happy to see her. And I'm so excited to introduce her to you today. My guest today, she is a film, commercial, and theater actor, a producer, a writer. She has a full-blown private coaching business, which is on fire, by the way, on how to take your power back and win at life, basically. And the co-founder of an... Gosh. Y'all. She's the co-founder of one of the most amazing groups I've been a part of and got to experience on many occasions. It's a network for Black women creatives called Bold. Have you heard of it? If you're not, if you haven't, you need to get into it. It is so awesome. You guys, please help me welcome this gorgeous new mom, Tia Deshazor. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for introducing me and reminding me of all of the many things that I do. Sometimes you just need to hear somebody else say it because you are always, you're always doing something, Tia. I am always. Yes, that's true. That's true. (laughs) At a really high level and it's impressive to watch and it, it feels good to be, to experience it. Thank you for saying that. I received that. I'm receiving the compliment. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I think I did one of your hack your creative flow. Oh, yeah. You did the challenge. I remember that. It, during this pandemic, I'm like, she just set this whole thing up. It's amazing. It's amazing. How do you like to be able to be an actor, but then to all have all these other things in place? First question is, did you do that before the pandemic or did that come during the pandemic? That pro- that thought process of doing multiple things. Yeah, and I've always, yeah, I, I've always done a lot of things. I've always wanted to do a lot of things. And then actually, okay, so when I first started off, I only really wanted to be an actor is the truth. But I found that I couldn't just keep myself in one place and be an actor I also just had like other desires to do and problems to solve for myself as an actor. So the writing came out of really just solving a problem. Like I don't really like a lot of the roles that are available to me. So let me see what if I can just like try to write something and I didn't know how much I would love it. And I didn't know how much I would love hearing people like 
sing my lyrics and say my word and how fun that is. And just like this feeling that you get that just makes you cry. It makes you so excited. And then, you know, I, it is, it's amazing. And so I've always also started clubs. And that's one thing that me and the co-founder Destiny, we've always done that. Like when, we, since we were little, we were like, let's start a club. Babies in the club. I feel like club. this is the ultimate club. Like, it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> so we started Bold and that was another thing. And so actually doing all of those things made me have to be really organized. And I kept thinking like, how can I just marry everything together and work them all together in this flow state? So that's what Hacker Creative Flow came from because I just wanted everything to just flow together and not to feel like disjointed or overwhelmed by everything that I wanted to do. I just wanted it all to work together. And it's a lot, but I feel like I had to figure it out and it took me some time to figure it out. Then I was like, oh, there are other people who want to do more than just one thing. So I can help people. People always ask me anyway. <laughs> to, you know, like, Why don't I just start a coaching business and make it more organized, give, provide courses for people to be able to, you know, do this with ease and without like, going crazy. So that's pretty much how, where it came from, it's me solving this problem of like, how do I marry everything together and still enjoy everything and not feel super stressed? And then I just decided to share those things that I've learned about it with the world. Question, because I haven't done all of the programs that you run. Are they webinars? Or are they lives like in Zoom? So my main offer is called Creative Power and it is a membership program. So it's, we meet weekly to talk about everything that artists talk about and figure out. Yeah. Most of it is mindset, of course. And it's like always mindset. I'm not the kind of person that hears how you get in, get in front of these casting directors and blah, blah, blah. It's all about the, I'm, it always starts with your mindset. And I have a lot of tools that have to do with your brand and productivity and making money and negotiating, things like that. But it all starts with your mindset because if you don't actually know your worth, you're not going to be able to, right. You're not going to be able to go into uh, a room to negotiate your worth. Even if you try, even if you like, have the tools, if you don't believe it, it's not going to go. I feel like you need to send me an invoice after this interview because I'm over here. Oh my gosh. If I don't know my worth, how can I negotiate my worth? Like, <laughs> Seriously. And also, can we talk about before we logged on here today, I listened to two of your meditations and I'm just wondering why they're, why I didn't see 200 of them. Oh my gosh. Those are coming. Those are really coming. Yes. That's totally, it's, it's great. I'm oh, yeah. We're in the same, we're in the same vein. Cause I'm like, I have to get back to these meditations. So they're coming. I have to find a quiet place. I'm like really surprised you're not hearing my baby cry right now because I have to find a quiet place to actually you need to get your baby. I don't think so. Someone just peeked in here, but I think it's okay. Because I understand. Like, okay. And we can always pause if we need to. So can I definitely will want to ask you about your baby because that is a whole, I'm just like so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. But before we talk about that, I am just still on this meditations right now. I'm like, this is so inspiring. Whenever I, first of all, I love to meditate. I found meditation during this pandemic. And it was so helpful. But when I see my friends writing meditations and putting them out into the world, I'm like, this is amazing. And Tia, one of the first things I think is, 
I'm laughing because I already know where this is going to end up. I'm like, can I write a meditation? But then I thought if I did, this is what it'll sound like. All right, you guys, you ready? All right, we're going to get this. It's going to be the opposite. I love that. <laughs> the opposite of the. I mean, like, you feel your self-worth, right? You feel it, right? Now breathe. <laughs> like, shut that too. There is space for that energy too, Salisha. And you found it. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. So I'm just like, just know that I'm your cheerleader applauding you and all of the things. Another, I'm like, I know I really want to talk about your hair. You just mentioned your new haircut and I'm loving it. But I still have more questions. I am like... Can we talk about, okay, do you remember how Beyonce dropped, I forgot which album, maybe it was Lemonade, she like dropped it at midnight, didn't have any press release, no press at all, it just dropped and everybody was like, what? what? Yeah, set the so world You fire. did that. Yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm still gagged. I'm like, What? I don't have any clues uh, that you were even going to be with child. And you said, happy Mother's Day to me. Introducing. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't get over. I still am not over this, Dia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I it's I am. I feel that's so funny because I, I wasn't trying to be like dramatic or like. It was amazing. But I just really, there's so many reasons why I didn't like really share. One of them being that like, I'm 37. And so when you're 37, all, how dare you? Because you look, <laughs> dang it. I had no, um, go on. Oh, you look good. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> so when you're 37 and you're married for 10 years, there's a lot of expectation to have had a baby by now. And when I got pregnant, I really, because of all of that, I, it became so private, the process of getting pregnant. Like I didn't have any issues getting pregnant, thank goodness. But it became so personal and private because people are always asking you and nagging you and blah, 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 blah. And, and so when I did get pregnant, I was like, I felt very private about it. It's a private thing. It's like in mm. your body. And I don't think that in, maybe that's just how I experienced it. Like a private thing is growing inside of you. And I just didn't feel like I wanted to share with the world in the way that most people share. I definitely, if you, if we had talked, Salisha, like during that time that I was sharing, like that was like, you know, after three months, we started telling people, but if we talked, I would have told you if we had even yeah. had a coaching together or if we collaborated on something, people knew, but it wasn't something that I was like, I'm going to just post my book every week. Like I just didn't feel right I just didn't feel comfortable in that and then it became so much more fun to tell people in person like like there was so there's something about every time you talk to someone new you get to share and they get to be excited instead of experiencing it everyone's already caught up yeah everyone's already you don't really get to see everyone's reaction or oh so I really was like okay I didn't we didn't know that we would carry it on that long <laughs> but, but, but I just kept being that also like and I'll get really honest like I did not really love being pregnant that much. So it was not a fun experience for me. Like it wasn't like I felt glowy and everybody kept saying, oh, in the second trimester, you're going to feel so much energy. I never felt that energy. I felt tired every day of my pregnancy. So real. So I was in, I had this thing called round ligament pain that made it difficult to walk. So I, it wasn't something that I wanted to like 
broadcast in the moment because I was just, I had nightmares. Like they don't tell you that when you get pregnant, sometimes you, it will bring up trauma in the form of nightmares. And then I read it in a book, like after I had a nightmare. Oh my gosh. It's actually very common. And so uh, I was just like really working through all of the things that it was bringing up for me. And so I just decided to do that privately. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. I, first of all, I did not know that. And so I'm like, what else did I not tell you? Like, what in the world? I really feel like you changed the game. Like, you know how celebrities and things like on our Instagrams, whatever, and whatever they're doing, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you had that kind of impact when I was looking through your, I do, Tia, for real, because we are in a culture of sharing, not even sharing, oversharing. That is what our generation does. It is, oh, let me tell you what I had for breakfast. No, let me tell you how I made the breakfast. Actually, let me show you where I got my inspiration for this breakfast and then the farmer's market that I got. Like that, except for actually like deep things. And so we're so used to oversharing and knowing everything about everyone. I'm sorry, there's something in my eye. And you, when you were like, oh, by the way, I just had a baby. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm doing everything wrong, honey. Like it, it reminded me of back in the day before we had so much social media, how it was cool to keep your life private. Do you remember that? I do. And I get it. Like I get, I feel like something really special happened. Like I said, just being able to tell people face to face and having just a new excitement that I think, um, not face to face because it was still a pandemic, but zoom to zoom or whatever. Come on, zoom to zoom. (laughs) to say was really special and that was that also was another layer like being in a pandemic it's so isolating to be pregnant anyway but like in a pandemic it was like really difficult to not have a community around and so it did brighten my day every time I got to tell someone and so have them be excited anew so yeah so that's pretty much what that was about (laughs) and I, I I don't really believe in processing like trauma like in public some people do it and it's fine for them but for me I'm like I need to figure it all out then I'll talk about it and I'm totally open I've done a bunch of lives about a lot of things that were going on while I was pregnant but but that's after the fact now I can talk about it yeah you know yeah I guess it'd be like the difference this is not a great example but when you're using something on stage as an actor something like traumatic it's Mm -hmm. easier to do that from something from the past and not something that you're currently going through because that is so much harder you can't like shake it off afterwards because i'm still going through it it's okay so can we talk about your hair yeah oh my gosh i'm so happy it's one of the first things that i admired about you when i first met you back in 2014 (laughs) yeah you've always had this beautiful head of natural curly hair I've never seen your hair straightened I'm sure you have before but whenever I see you I see these healthy beautiful curls and I remember looking at you being like how does she how does she like how did oh sorry my mic is going out can you hear me yeah I can hear you how does she how is it so healthy? How does she wear it down? How does she get the curls in the front? Like I had all of these questions and I just want to let you know after all this time, like I, how much I've admired 
Oh, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. That's such, that's so great. I'm having like some postpartum shedding going on right now. So I do feel like a little, I had to get a little haircut because I was like, let's just re, you know, there's things. Well, but. I would like to ask you and it's okay. If you don't want to talk about things, you we don't have to. And if you do, please lay it on us. On us, it's really just me right now. I don't even know when this will come out. But I've never been pregnant before. I am in a relationship with somebody who wants 12 million children. And so I know one day, I've got to have to start popping them out. And I have no idea. I know. I know. I'm He's like, so cute, by the way. Very cute. Thank I think it's cute. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, oh, I literally asked him for real. I was like, can we wait until I'm 40? He was like, absolutely not. He was like, I need to have kids. Like, yeah, you knew. I I get that. That's so real though, because yeah, it's a commitment. (laughs) I, I will say people always told me there's never a good time to have a baby and I guess I see what they mean now, but I'm still really glad that I waited as long as I did. I feel like emotionally, I'm just healthier. People like my neighbors are like, you're so calm to have a newborn. Mm. And I feel like also that all the product productivity things that I was talking about before, it really has really helped me like in this newborn stage, just have boundaries. And I've still been able to write. I've still been able to run my business. I took some time for maternity leave, but I really think the things that served me just like as a multi-hyphenate artist are serving me in the same way as a mom, as a new mom. And there's just not that much to figure out because I already have boundaries in place. I already have what I need to do to focus in place. And I prioritize that. And I think that a lot of moms like take time to get there. And there is that we do feel a little bit like guilt, but I also realize that's from me. Nobody else is like guilty. So take whatever space and time you need. Yeah. And that's like to take care of yourself. Like, yeah, to take care of yourself and you have to. But getting back to the hair, I will be honest when I got. So I had during the pandemic, I didn't necessarily feel that safe going to get my hair cut. And I did a little like self cut myself in December. And then I hadn't really done anything to it until last week. And it, I have a lot of hair and it's usually much longer than this. And it takes a long time to wash and condition. And I hadn't been doing a very good job of that since I had had Lex. And so when I went to my hair done last week, she was like, and I did not go to my usual person because she was out of town. And the the woman who was doing it was like, what is happening here? And I just like, when your hair sheds, like from postpartum, so when you get pregnant, your hair, like your hair just, your scalp just holds on to every single follicle. When you would normally be shedding a lot, you have, I didn't even have a part. Like you could just, there was just hair, hair, hair. that much hair. So much hair. Part, like you couldn't even see my scalp. So by the time, and then like last week, I was washing my hair and I was like, why is, why did I not all around my head. Like I just, what if it's, why is it so tangled? I know that last time I washed it, I detangled like I usually do. And it was just really hard. It took me forever. And I was like, okay, I have to make a hair appointment like tomorrow because I can't keep doing, spending an hour and a half in the shower, like detangling. It's just not happening. And people are waiting for me to do things. <laughs> so I, you're like, I know it has to be more efficient. Yes. <laughs> so I made that appointment and then she was like, what is, I don't, she's like, did you just get take out of brains? And I was like, no, it's just, 
I'm a new mom. <laughs> I just had a baby. And I would, and I'm shedding. Like when you shed, it, it's more, there's more to detangle. So. Got it. Okay. Anyway. Do, does the shedding, because I'm like, I'm going to want to know this when it's my turn and I don't want to be surprised. Did you start shedding right after your baby came out of you? Was it weeks after? Was it months after? I love us now. It was just like t- a Two weeks ago, because I, okay, so Lex is four months. He just heard four months yesterday. And two weeks ago, I like washed my hair. I was like, clumps are coming out. And I usually, and I had, like I said, so much hair. And now it's, they're shedding here. I'm not super worried about it, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, black. I have heard of this happening quite a bit, but not like, people don't usually lead with it. And I'm like, okay, this yeah. is a hair podcast. And. There are people out there having babies and who are going to have babies. So it's less, it's less when it's not a secret so that when it happens to us, it's not what I think. This is normal. Yeah, it's totally normal. And I'm glad that I had known that it was a normal shedding process. And so when I've had chunks of hair coming out, I was like, I guess it's happening. Freak out. Yeah, it's happening. I also had a really great stretch of very clear skin. And around that same week that my hair was shedding, I had like my normal little and zit that you usually get like once a month or whatever. And I was like, okay, so it's all wearing off. All the glow. (laughs) Why didn't we think that is? Your skin was bomb. Your hair was bomb. Like, what is magic of pregnancy? I I don't know. You just have an overflow of like good stuff. And then it just... You're taking like supplements or like... I'm still taking the same things. I'm still taking prenatal because they recommend that while you're um, breastfeeding. I'm taking evening primrose oil because I was taking that as my midwife suggested. And what else am I taking? Yeah, like suffer lactation. Um, the only thing that I'm not taking anymore, which here we go, I encapsulated my placenta. And so I, sa- I saved like 10 capsules for my period when my period comes back. So I'm not taking that right now. So <laughs> that's a whole thing. So it's supposed to help, and I think it really did help with postpartum depression. It pre- it's supposed to prevent postpartum depression. And a lot of my friends who had babies who encapsulated their placenta, like felt like they had energy. Everyone tells you you're going to be so exhausted and tired and you are tired, but there's just another level uh, that makes it, makes you have either postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety and your placenta could help eating your your placenta could help combat no i got heard of it so i got i had heard about it some years before like on some documentary and so i was like i'm gonna do that and so my friend did it who had her baby recently and i was i gotta remember to do that and so you just there's a doula that comes and picks it up for you and then she brings it back in capsules and a tincture so the tincture is like for six months postpartum if you need a little boost but the capsules are almost gone. Wait, that is such a great idea. Do you think anybody like does that except doesn't encapsulate? Do you think people like put it in there? I think, yeah, because my, my I other friend- I don't know if I'd want to taste it. Well, I think it's someone, you can put it in your smoothie like without, and, and you won't taste it if there's like enough other stuff in there. Okay. I don't know. I didn't have anyone to put it in my smoothie for me. <laughs> but my friend's midwife, right after her, she had her baby. She just popped it in, popped a little bit in, in the blend. 
I know it sounds crazy, but how, and especially if it works, if you like, it's like, it worked. yeah, I think it really helped because I, I never experienced like the first week of my pregnancy, the first week postpartum, I did have like baby blues is what they tell you. I like also had a fever because of breastfeeding complications. But like after that, I'd got my placenta capsules and I was happy. <laughs> I was happy. Like I was a happy person. Yeah. Which is what really helps. Okay. While you were talking, like you like tucked your hair behind your ear and like the perfect curl in the front bounce. And I, okay. So can I ask you like, and I've, and I love how, even though you're shedding right now, your hair and you, you still look so gorgeous. Can you walk me through, is this a wash and go? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you usually do wash and goes? Do you do a twist out? What's your go-to? You know what? I have done like exclusively wash and goes for since like maybe 2013, 2014, something around that. Yeah. I used to, when I first went natural, when I was, I guess that was like, I don't know, 2008. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know when. 2008 or something like that when I was like, I'm going to just stop straightening my hair. And um, I just, I did a lot of twist outs then, a little, lot of braid outs. But then around 2013, I was like, I wonder just what I need to do to just wash and go because this is taking a lot. I'll also say I have never been the person to change my hair, play with my hair a lot. Like you have the coolest hairstyles. I'm so lazy. I like don't have any patience. I've never, my hair is always the same. You will probably always see my hair the same unless someone else does it. And I have a signature look and it works, Tia. Like you see me playing with my hair because I'm so used to wearing wigs. I'm so used to being like, this is the kind of look I want, buy the wig and do right. it and feeling glamorous. I'm like, how can I feel glamorous in my natural hair? You will always see me playing until I figure it out. I love it. It's, I wish you happened. I wish I had like your bravery and I wish I had like your playfulness. I just, I just, and I'm lazy. That's just really what it is. I just don't like, like I do my hair once and then I just, that's the writ for the week. Like it might, works it might be though. Little, it might be half up, half down. Like I have two things like in a ponytail, half up, half down and then out. So that's pretty much all it is. Okay. I usually deep condition every week. So that helps. And then I, Condition. Do you have a favorite deep conditioner? I like the black vanilla from Carol's Daughter. Oh. It's like in the purple bottle. I haven't seen it lately, so I've been buying a different kind. It's not as it's not as good to me, but the black vanilla deep conditioner, like it's called like hair mask or something. And then the and then I use a black vanilla conditioner. And then what I use for it, my styling is just like Eco Styler gel. It's very no, uh, are you kidding me right now? That's been your go-to since 20-something? Yes, like 2013, around that time. That's so, wait, hold up. Eco Styler has been your go-to styling gel. I am so mad at you. Like something like more cool. I am so mad at you because that Eco Styler is so cost-effective. Yeah. And and I use it, but I use it like in certain ways because I get the white residue. Do you? I've never seen that in your hair. Yeah, I guess if I have to wash, if I'm coming up on a wash, you'll I'll have, see some flakes. But or if I haven't rinsed my conditioner out enough, then I'll see more flakes. 
So maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. If there's other product in your hair with the Eco Styler, you can see more. It, it's, it gets more white residue-y. Interesting. You can continue walking me through this because I have one million questions, especially since you brought up this Eco Styler. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, that's it. So wait, wait. You just... Okay, you wash everything out, like you wash it, you deep condition once a week, you put your conditioner in it, and then you section it off, you put your Eco Styler in with no other product? No, I, if I have it on hand, I'll put like the, also like the black vanilla oil spray, which I really like, but I haven't been able to find that lately. So I just ordered some other hair oil recently. I'll see if it works, but I sometimes put like an oil on it if I just need a little shine during the week. But I really, I'm so lazy and simple, Salisha. I don't. So jealous right now. And then anytime I try, like maybe every two years, I'll like, no, I don't have time. I, I remind myself, like, you don't have the energy for this. Like, you don't, you're not built for play <laughs> with air. I love this so much. Oh, you said, okay, so here's my question. When I use Eco Styler, like as a styling product, if I don't put anything else in my hair, Tia, my hair is dry. Okay. And whenever I see your hair, it looks so nourished and moisturized. And you did mention that you do a deep conditioner every, every week. week. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's really, if it gets dry, which it does occasionally, it's because I have a deep conditioned. And yeah, so that's the things I started doing wow. a few years ago. I was like, okay, it has to be every week. I have to just take the time and sit and deep condition it for I'll jump in the shower, put deep conditioner in, and then do something else for an hour and go back in and finish the rest. That's that's generally it. And then like for the rest of the week, I don't do anything else. Do you air dry? Do you diffuse? How do you dry it? Usually the best result is to air dry, like just go outside or whatever. But if I have something to do, if I have to be on set or uh, whatever, I will then I'll like use a dryer with a diffuser and dry it. But the reason I don't love doing that much is that it doesn't, the curls don't last as long if I dry it. So if I just let it air dry, I find that my curls last for a week and I don't have to do anything else do it for the week. But okay, so when you get to like day six hair, my day six hair, Tia, is a... It's <laughs> <laughs> like a super afro. Like it is, I am Angela Davis, like completely picked out. Like it is Afro. It is, there's not a curl in sight. Mm -hmm. Day six. And how? I really do think that the Eco Styler like helps keep it together over the course of the week. Also, what else do I do? If I work out, obviously it's that like your curls coming together. So I just, I'm very diligent about like putting a headband on and keeping them together, putting it, putting them in a ponytail. So like it doesn't get as frizzy so that's really my only hack for working out is putting a putting in a headband on and putting it in a ponytail when it was longer i would just put it in what you have now like the pineapple thing oh yeah but now when i take it out it now since it's shorter when i take it out of the ponytail it's weird so i just put it in the ponytail just like a regular little ponytail because i worked out this morning and just headband ponytail oh my gosh <laughs> but wait what day are you on with your i watched it yesterday so this is day two okay Oh my goodness, this is so fascinating. I'm, so, I'm like, oh, it's just like how what I think is so cool about curly hair. And which is why I can do a million of these interviews. I can ask some of the same questions and get 
different answers. Even though some people might have, oh, I have three C, four A, oh, uh, four C. It's still everyone's hair is so different. Every curl different. Every curl is different. It's so Beautiful. different. God's, I'm really creative. That's why you like to be creative. You got that from me. Here's your curls. It's not going to be like anybody else's curls. Even if you think it's like somebody else's curls, it's not. For real. Yes. Yes. You mentioned, and I know I'll, I'll get you out of here soon. I just, I'm so fascinated, Tia. I'm like, oh, you are a wealth, a fountain of knowledge. And I'm like, oh, tell me all, tell me things. You mentioned like in 2008, you just woke up and were like, I'm not straightening my hair anymore. So I am so, in, what is the word? I, what was it before then? Did you grow up straightening your hair? When did you have the confidence to just embrace your curls? Did you have a supportive people, like people around you? Yeah, I always wanted curly hair. Like I remember seeing Freddie on a different world and being like that. I want curls, like I want to have curly hair. But I always, and I didn't know that like I had it under here. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I, my friend, I was on my friend's podcast and I grew up with, in high school and she was like you were the first one to wear your hair natural and I was like I was and she, and I had this like curly style that I did with with straws once and I wore it a couple times and and they're like that was like your first like natural hair and I was like oh that's funny but I'd always straighten it I had a relaxer growing up because like I had a lot of hair growing up and my mom would have a hard time the same thing like sitting in front of the stove straightening my hair with a hot yep. comb and so far I've been there yes <laughs> Don't want to go back there. <laughs> so <laughs> getting burned occasionally. Oh, I remember this. I she took me to this um beauty school to get my hair done once to get it like pressed. And this the woman that was doing my hair, she was like, hot hair, more hair, hot hair, more hair, hot hair, more hair. That was her like mantra while straightening my hair because it was like hot and there was like a lot of it. So she said, yeah, I know. And I did not forget that. And I was like, okay. But okay. it's like, it's that good? I don't know. I got a relaxer, I think, when I was probably 12 and had it until I was in college. I don't remember exactly when. And I was just like, no more. But I had no idea what that was going to mean because back then there were no resources. That was like the YouTubes and right. They might have just been start. I don't Right. I used to roll like curly Nikki. At first, I don't even know if she's still around. Oh, I have made you Google. She's gotta still be around. She's gotta be. I, I need to Google her because she really like it, I, I going to her blog, you know, was like really like informative for me. But there wasn't that much information back then. But I was like, I'm gonna figure it out, I'm gonna do it. It was frustrating. I remember crying sometimes, being like, I don't know, it won't go in a ponytail. So I just I really embrace braid outs were my thing for a very long time and but still the same thing like after I would get a braid out done it would be in the same things half up half down in a ponytail and out I never did anything special with it I've always been very simple but even when it was straight very simple down half up half down in a what works for you <laughs> and so then yeah so that was when I was like I don't really remember what it was I think I was just I think I was just like I don't really I don't really want to chemically straighten my hair and spend so much time like conforming to this white male standard of beauty. I really feel like I probably use those words because I was in college. You're just like figuring it out and you're like, 
no more. And so, yeah, that's definitely what it was. And was that an easy transition? Because transitioning from no, it wasn't emotionally or (laughs) right. It is. It's a lot. It is emotional. And I remember it just like being like, I told one of my friends that I like cried because I couldn't get it in a ponytail. And he was like, you cry? <laughs> I was like, power. it was a hard day. Like, you have to go to work and you have to do stuff. And like, and you don't, you're like, you're doing something different. And people always comment when you're doing something slightly different. And when you're like, can I like, give me the grades that like, I feel like normal, like not normal, actually, let me backtrack. I feel like there are people who got to figure out how their hair works in elementary and junior high, like middle school. And I had to do that as a 20 year old going to work and trying to figure out other things about my career. And, and like, I didn't have the grace that you get when you're like pimply and figuring it out in a new way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm glad that you went on the journey with, like when you did, because it is an inspiration. I, and it's just nice. I feel like growing up, it was just so easy to be like straight hair. That's what you have to do when you want to be fancy, when you want to look good. And to come to New York and some of the first like black girl magic like that I'm exposed to in the city, I'm like, oh, this is something that can be embraced and celebrated. I'm like, okay. I wasn't nowhere near ready for it. But seeing it is step one, like seeing somebody else live their truth it really does give other people permission to like explore their own truth. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad I creating Bold with Destiny was that for me too, because there was so much that I needed to see that I hadn't seen yet. And then being in community, I was like, oh, accepting your body and your your hair and your features in a different way that like hadn't been accepted in the mainstream area of our career. Yeah. I love that. I just did a rehearsal today with Tiffany Mann. And I'm like, I met her at one of the first bold meetings. Oh, it's been like so long ago. I'm like, oh my, you connected us. But before I let you go, just because I am a, a fan of yours and I, I feel like you're such a badass, like truly, are you reading anything right now? Slash what is, or during this pandemic, your favorite things that you've gotten your hands on? So many things. I'm already, I'm always reading a ton of things. I guess the biggest shout out I can do as far as what has had an influence on my pandemic is a book called, a book called We Should All Be Millionaires. And I also did the program We Should All Be Millionaires with Rachel Rogers. And it's really like just the most amazing program by a Black woman about how we need to make more money and how you, it it breaks down all of the things, all of the mind trash that we have about like money and as a black woman and just like business people, I'm not describing it well, but I love this. I've already written it down. Yes. Go follow Rachel Rogers. She has a book out called We Shall Be Millionaires. I'm actually like in it, like a quote from What? In it? Just a quote from me. It's like, in it, someone I haven't gotten there yet, but someone was like, I just read your quote in this book. So I have a quote in it. I don't know what it says, but, um, and I don't remember how it got in there. But anyway, she's amazing. There's just so much about like women and money in this country and especially black women and how they don't have access and how, you know, 
we have the most businesses, but we don't have the tools to grow them to seven figures like other people can. Yeah. So that's one of that's one thing that's really shaped my whole my whole pandemic. I'm always reading like fiction too. I guess I love this. Yeah. Well, let me think. What's the best book I read? I'm like, let me add it to my list because I love to read. Um probably oh man, so many. Okay. So many. Okay, wait. Of course I can't think of the title right now, but it's okay. One of them is called Liberty with an IE at the end. And it's like a historical fiction about Brooklyn, New York, like right after Reconstruction and a black woman doctor and her daughter in that relationship. It's just really, it's really interesting and very cool. I love a historical fiction. Yeah. And it's like a black historical fiction, which is, yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm thinking about starting a book club. So I'm like, I might be giving you a call if you yes, are part of it. Great. I love it. Uh, Tia, thank you so much for joining me. How can people find you and follow you and do all the things? Yes. At, on all platforms, I'm at Tia DeShazor. My website is tiadeshazor.com. You can find me there. Awesome. And on Instagram, are you on Twitter too? Yes. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok is vamping. We'll see what happens. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I'm trying. I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining me today. You are just the bomb. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks, girlfriend. <laughs> That wraps another episode. Thanks for listening to The Salisha Show. See you next week and don't be shy. If you love the show, please tell me why. Please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Go one step further, tell a friend or two. Check out my site if you think it was the bomb. Pay a visit to SaliciaThomas.com. One last thing before I relax. Shout out Josh Carey and thanks, Podmax. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.